so when you did like you were talking about like your team uh-huh. do you have any aliens on your team is this like space jam yes i believe i do yes so before we get started subscribe youtube spotify apple podcasts we know you guys are listening and sharing the show but you gotta hit the subscribe button and pay the fee we don't have any sponsors and that is our emotional sponsorship so be without further ado we have i'm not gonna do the german accent i almost just did it but we have julie kraus i didn't even know we were starting julie kraus <laughs> well oh, we're starting Woo! we're starting um <laughs> We talked a little bit before the show, so now we actually know you pretty well, I feel like. Yeah. We're besties. Um, you are a psychic medium. Yes. That is like your professional, that's like your professional title. Yeah, I I would say intuitive life coach, but everyone around me would want to smack me and say like, no, you're a psychic medium. <laughs> okay, so why, but like intuitive life coach? Mm-hmm why it's is softer. that it's softer because when people think of psychics they're like there's afraid of you uh, yeah. yeah and i don't want people to be afraid of me you know but that's my own my own thing i have to break through and mm. i have to be like who cares Just i'm afraid of you no no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> Move closer. oh shit she's like call you out i'm kidding <laughs> she like starts apartment like levitating me and I grab the didgeridoo <laughs> and just get back. You have a didgeridoo? Yeah, right here. Can you do it? No. Oh. <laughs> no. We had it for John, um, my business partner. He's a large man mm-hmm. and he has the lung capacity to didge. I love them. That's I, like serious. I want like I watch didgeridoo videos probably once a week. Nobody should be surprised by this because it's just like that sound mm-hmm. I find when I'm reading sometimes ah. like i can read very quickly but like if there's a lot of noises going on i like just put my headphones in and i'll put on like spanish guitar or like didgeridoo or like pirate shanties so that you we're like just weird just melodies of just nonsense to like well, keep. you like like really grounded music then um it like brings you down yeah i like um I used to listen to a lot of music and then I got more and more into podcasts mm-hmm. just because it wasn't my intention. And then I try, would try and go back to music. Like now in the car, I listen to pretty much only podcasts. Yeah. Um, but like I'll go back and listen to like rap music or different things that I used to be into. And I've noticed now that I've gotten like more in touch with just like kind of like my mental health or you know just my overall being i've noticed that sometimes like that music doesn't necessarily make me feel that great not necessarily particularly rap music in general but like a variety of music that i'll go back and listen to and it's not like it's not triggering it doesn't make me remind remind me of a certain event like some songs do like they'll remind you like childhood or different things but i just noticed that like i'm just like eh, this is kind of like when i was learning or filling myself up with like whatever said podcast was about I felt a lot better than when I was just like listening to this music so I started I started getting into like Spanish guitar or different things that are just like more just music and not like as vocal I have no idea about that. maybe an intuitive life coach could knows more about that than I do well I totally relate to you mm. like I'm so that way when I'm in the car it's either silence or podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to learn a lot, but I think that 
maybe one of the reasons why you listen to like such like denser musics like the like the didgeridoo and Spanish guitar and all that kind of stuff it's super grounded and it's like from the earth like mother Gaia and to me that tells me that you're very in your head you're always you're not like you don't stop thinking and if you don't stop thinking then you need to be more in your body and you need to be more grounded and you need to bring like be pulled down so that's why you crave that type of music, which is really this is rad. going to be an interesting show. Oh, <laughs> am I bringing you to places that? <laughs> no, no, you're like, re- like you're really like you haven't kno- you've known me like twenty minutes, and you like that makes a lot of sense. Like that very much describes me. Yeah. Well, so yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I think actually, instinctively, you're doing such the best thing for yourself to be able to balance out your body and your mind you said when you're studying or something is that i mean i read a lot okay when you're reading right? so i'll put it on to kind of just like if i don't have anything on it's just kind of hard for me to like stay focused like i'm a really good reader but if there's like eight million things going on Mm -hmm. it's just like i get irritated yeah i'm just like can you shut the up yeah because all the energy is circulating up here too much so Mm. Um, you said you do jujitsu. Yes, that's great. Mm. So it's like helping you. So when you're driving to there or wherever you do it, make sure that you listen to some type of music that does open your heart up a bit. That like you like really get into. Mm. That makes you feel good. And then when you go to a class, you're gonna release everything that's in your head. You're gonna leave it on the mat. Interesting. I'm gonna have to try this. Try mm. it. I'll I'll See try. I promise. Yeah. Do you have trouble sleeping? Um, I did have trouble sleeping up until I've been working really hard at it. I sleep now between six and a half hours and seven and a half hours a night. Oh, that's good. But it took me like I was sleeping four. Your mind? Yeah, I would wake up. I would wake up between 3.30 and 4.30 a.m. without an alarm clock mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. And then I would just get up and go. And now I'm just like... I. Over time, I don't really know exactly because I did. I just tried to do so many things at once just to like fix all those issues that I'm not exactly sure. I did myself a disservice trying to figure out like what actually helped get it done. It mm-hmm. might have been all of those things, but I would just start to just try and stay in the bed a little bit longer. Yeah. Instead of like having to get out of the bed, I would just be like, all right, I got to stay here for five minutes. That's Sometimes great. that'd be a real struggle because it'd be like, ah. You should try meditating. I have been doing a lot of meditating. Oh, good. Do you yeah. like it? Yeah, it's, um, it was, like, I I can't meditate on my own. I use an app. I see, like, a meditation specialist. Mm. Um, And, like, those, that person and that tool kind of, like, help me meditate. I don't really do it, like, the traditional sense where, um, you know, you're by yourself. It's like silent. It's like mm-hmm. I u- like I'll put my headphones in. I'll use the Calm app. Mm-hmm. I'll do the guided meditation, just because I guess I'm new at it and I don't. I need that like organization or that structure, right? To like do that. Have you ever heard of binaural beats? So that's what got me into the Spanish guitar and all that other stuff. I had a friend of ours, and then additionally Colin, who introduced me to um, like wavelength music, like wait, like just sounds, like picking different like 
vibrations to listen to to like expose like what you want mm-hmm. out of your feelings mm-hmm. it sounds ridiculous when you say it out loud but it's like you listen to it you mm-hmm. would i would they would share with me different things like all right listen to this frequency or this tone when you wake up in the morning yeah and then i used to read when i got up in the morning and journal then i do it at the end of the day now just to like switch it up and that works for me but in the mornings when I would wake up like fired up like that that's one of the things I think helped me improve my sleep because I would get up at that same time every morning and people would be like how are you reading all of this information every week I'm like well if you wake up at three o'clock in the morning and the gym doesn't open until five like you have two hours alone with your mind that like you have to do something that's a really hard time it, it's, yeah. it becomes super lonely, too, and very frustrating, and you can get angry at yourself, and it's just a hard time. It, it was, it was like, for a long time, it served me. It mm-hmm. helped me, you know, I had I was like that for a long time. So it helped me build my business. It helped me, you know, do different things to kind of accelerate what I was doing professionally or different things. Like, I would get so much done. So it started out with like me doing like emails or research or different things in the morning. And I'm like, I cannot touch the computer that hour early in the morning. Like this is not good because I would get into these like rabbit holes of information. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So then I was like, no more conspiracy theories. Um, we can go science, there. science, <laughs> conspiracy theories. I feel like my head is small. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's going on. Okay. there. Yeah. Maybe we can get her some like shims. (laughs) I never thought that I had a small head until today. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Can you wear hats? Yeah. Do you look okay in hats? Because my wife's head's pretty small too. And sometimes she'll put a hat on and I'll be like, you look like you have a pea head. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, like that's the smallest hat I've ever seen. And it's still too big on your head. This isn't good. Yeah. So I love hats. Sometimes I'm like, I don't look great in them, but Mm. sometimes I have to force myself out of like my comfort zone and just force myself to do it and keep looking in the mirror and be like, you got this (laughs) until until, um, I feel good in it. I feel like you could wear a fedora. Huh? Yeah. Just like this outfit and everything. Don't you see like a fedora here? I can see it. Yeah. Cause he's looking at you through like the professional lens here. Do you see fedora? I can see fedora. My husband would laugh. (laughs) 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 I wore this cause it was hot. So hot outside. Yeah, it is. Oh, I thought you, for instance, you were like, I'm hot. Oh, no, I This is a fresh outfit. I just like, told just you like, that I had to look in the mirror with a hat on and be like, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be someone that's like, you're hot. Yeah. <laughs> I had to like hype myself up to wear a hat. Yeah. <laughs> I look fresh in this outfit. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah, I mean, if I was a lady, I would wear a dress in the summertime only. Oh, yeah. You, know, you yeah. got to let, let it breathe. If I was a lady. Yeah, if I was a lady. I mean, I guess I could wear a dress. It's like, you know, okay these days. Wear linen dresses, you know, you'd be fine. Just wear a kilt. A kilt? Yeah. Seen dudes kilts. Shit's crazy. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That still seems hot. Yeah, kilts are kind of heavy. Yeah. Yeah, it's kilt fabric's kind of like, yeah. It has to be a linen kilt, you know. Yeah. Ooh, and then it'll like blow up. Yeah, and, nice and uh, breezy. That wouldn't be good. All right. Well, yeah, yeah, true. You need to strap it down. Just like blind the psychic medium with my <laughs> kilt crotch. <laughs> yeah, kilt crotch. <laughs> like, oh, no. It doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so binaural beats. I would listen to that stuff while I read, and then I would look up from, and, like, it'd be time to go, and I'd be like, oh, wow. 
like that maybe this stuff actually works yeah so i swear by it when i started um doing this type of work and meditating on people i would listen to binaural beats for the third eye and i felt like it was a huge tool for me are you taking notes gilmore yeah (laughs) i like it Um, (laughs) and so it really, really helped me because it reprograms your brainwaves to help you reach the type of reality or energy that you want. So, and like, so is that because your brain is vibrating and then that stuff kind of just, what? like, explain it to me, I guess, as best you can. So, because... Stop taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> because of, um, so, binaural, it's two. So, in one ear, there's certain hertz, and then in another ear, there's different hertz. And they come together, and they, they create your brain waves to reprogram themselves. Mm. And so, if you're having trouble with sleep, I would suggest trying to just go on YouTube and look up binaural beats for sleep, and always use it with headphones. And I don't know if you're a back sleeper or something. That would suck if you're not, because it's the best way to do it, you know? And um, lay fully just open with, like, all your meridian lines and chi channels just flowing, mm. you know? Because that's another thing is maybe you're, you're too tense. That would energy. also be that would also be valid. I mean, mm. I would say so. Mm. So, you know, get, like, a really good, juicy nighttime routine going. Mm. Do you do a nighttime routine? Seems uh, like you're really into personal development. Yeah. Yeah, I've been on this path since 2016. Oh, good. But it's probably been very accelerated like this last year to six months. Mm-hmm. Just because like, it just reached a point where it was just like too much. Mm. And I was like, I have to change. What's too much? Um, <clears throat> Well, I guess like in 2016, I was in, like I was still struggling in business I was in like a another relationship that just like wasn't that great. I was trying to go to architecture school while doing all of that. Mm. Um, so I just found like different people that were just like, you know, business coaches or different things like that on YouTube that were just like very validating or gave me direction on like, you know, how to just be aggressive and take over the world. And then like I went through that phase and then, you know, you reach points where you're like, oh, well, I'm not a great leader. So you start learning about that stuff. And then like over the course of time, like when you go through the developments, you start like uncovering other things about yourself that you're like, hmm, I should work on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then probably like, I don't know, probably like around when I got Rambo, my dog, I was seeing a counselor and like we had talked about some things and like we're trying to like, because I just, like, I I work at a different level than, like, a lot of people that I've experienced. Where, like, I'm just kind of, like, moving all the time. Mm-hmm. And I feel different things. Like, I'm, you know, I have a very, like, I don't know what the mindset you would call it. It's, like, I very much feel like if you're not, like, if you're not actively moving forward, you're going to lose. Like, mm. something's going to happen. So you're, like, a A-plus student. Uh, I got an F in behavior and an A in everything else. Yeah. So I kind of mean like in life, like you want to go, go, go and do it and smash it and, and keep going and keep looking forward and keep checking off the list. So you're super masculine in your energy. 
Is that right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So there's two types of energy. Okay. Well, there's more, okay. But in this yin-yang situation, there's feminine energy and masculine energy. And okay. I don't mean like feminine meaning girl. I don't mean that. Um, feminine, I mean your intuition and going within and meditating and sitting with yourself and going to yourself for the answers. And then masculine is like checking off the boxes, go, 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 always thinking about goals, trying to be better, asking everyone else for their thoughts and opinions. Um, so, and trying to seek outside of yourself all the time for the answers instead of, you know, being with yourself. Is there a way, cause I'm very much like goals and achievements and crossing boxes off. Yeah. But there's like a large part of me that could give two shits what anybody else thinks. Like what Gilmar says is important to me. Yeah. But like I take very little critique from like Well, so the outside for you world. going and listening to like podcasts, you're taking it from the outside world when you okay. are going to That makes a lot of sense. To to um therapists or meditation coaches or whomever. I think it's healthy to do. We always want to learn from other people, but I think that so many answers are inside of us. If we were just to stop and listen, and we, as a society, we don't do that. Mm. We're always just consuming, and when you're consuming all the time, it becomes super overwhelming, and um, we don't know. It's almost like the analogy I give is like, you know, when you're in college, and (laughs) you realize that there's no one to clean up after you because your mom's not there, and that trash can is totally full with, like, just crumpled up papers and shit, and you just keep throwing the stuff on top, and it's overflowing and overflowing. That's what happens when you're constantly consuming and you're not releasing. So you have to be able to release and, like, go within. And when you go within, you kind of recycle. Oh, I'm not used to this, sorry. <laughs> you kind of, like, recycle and, and release energy as well. And you'll notice, like, you are the smartest person. You are so smart. When you go within and you ask yourself a question or you go in your heart center. That's what I teach everyone is Mm. to get out of your mind and go into your heart center. Because your heart center is going to teach you something that's very neutral, but very high vibrational. And it's going to offer a higher perspective than you have ever, ever thought about because you're actually feeling it. And when you feel it, so when you use your intuition, you feel it before you think it. Okay, so... If you walk down a a dark alleyway and you feel safe and you don't think anyone's around or anything, but there's this like instinctual feeling something's not right, you feel it and then you start thinking like, "Ah, I should get out of here. And that's what happens with our intuition is that we feel it. So the heart is going to start to make you feel it and you're just going to kind of know, am I making sense to you? Uh, Yeah, because... One of the things that I've probably worked on a lot like this past year was like being able to like sit with myself. Yeah, good. It's still not not very good, but that is kind of like why um, I started, you know, seeing like the meditation coach and like learning a lot about um, like I was kind of at a point in my life where I was just like I just felt like kind of just like at the end of my rope Mm -hmm. and I just was just like I'm going to reach in all directions to figure out like what this is that I'm feeling or like how I can fix this. And I got so much back that I was like, there is like a whole nother level to like existing that I was previously 
completely ignorant to. Yeah. Like it kind of like when I talk to people like yourself or different, um, you know, either counselors or meditation people or people that are into meditation and like have like a, um, a background in kind of like Hinduism or different things like that. You're like, you're taking in all this information that you're like, wow, that like previously like 2016 self-development, I would have been like, that is witchcraft. Yeah, <laughs> that is yeah. not for me. That person is nuts. Right. And like now that I've kind of like learned and like improved my life with like the binaural beats with, you know, doing different things. And like, I have a long way to still go. But, like, I've seen a little bit of progress that I'm now very open to, like, what's a perfect example? Um, the crystals. Mm. Like, people that are into crystals. Mm-hmm. I'm just, like, I used to look at crystal folk and be, like, what are you smoking? <laughs> Your crystal energy? Like, you you bring this one with you when you're stressed because it get, And I'm, like, now I'm kind of looking at it in a different way that, like, I'm still... The crystal thing is kind of... It's interesting because now that I'm understanding like the science or different theories behind that, it's like the minerals and the vibration of those products, Mm -hmm. you can kind of like theoretically absorb that energy Mm -hmm. and then that affects you. And it was just kind of like weird to open up to that stuff. So now I feel like I'm very open to all of these things. So when, you know, we were introduced to you, I was like, this is going to be this is going to be awesome because yeah. like I'm going to be able to ask somebody a whole bunch of just questions or like what your thoughts and opinions are. Yeah. There's me being masculine again, dude. <laughs> just can't stop. Well, can't I, stop, I won't stop. Like, no, be masculine. Cause <laughs> that's why I'm here. <laughs> can't stop. Won't stop. Um, so it was just kind of like, um, it feels like I'm kind of on like this weird journey now mm-hmm. because like I, without having to take mushrooms. Yeah, without having to take mushrooms. Yeah. Exactly. Because I like, I I think mushrooms, um, ayahuasca, we've been trying to get, we have someone that's a shaman mm-hmm. that we're like one person away from, but we're trying to link up with him, but he doesn't have a cell phone anymore. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and he doesn't, he only comes to the States like for like holidays or different things to see his family because he's now married to like an Amazonian lady. Mm-hmm. So we just like, all that kind of stuff, like, I'm just, like, the shaman ayahuasca thing is very scary to me, but it's also, like, what I've already learned and experienced um, in just, like, this weird journey. is just kind of, like, that sounds so powerful. Mm-hmm. But, like, from now what I've studied about ayahuasca and, like, the shaman thing, like, you have to get a real shaman. Mm-hmm. They have to be, like, in tune with the jungle. You have mm-hmm. to do, like, this certain type of diet leading up to it because, like, I don't know if, you, if I ever told you this. Like, if you say you eat pig or cow meat before you go on an ayahuasca, um, they don't call it a trip. It's a journey, or they use different things for it. Um, you can actually experience the soul of that creature from the drug that you take. Yeah, you have to detox. So you have to, like, mm-hmm. detox. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that, we're going to get back to this. <laughs> we're going to come back. We're going to circle back around yeah, with this yeah, ayahuasca. Yeah. Um, so I was just really excited to have you on because I'm like, hmm. Like, I mean, if you came on and you were, like, came, pulled a wand out, like, started, like, <laughs> reciting Harry Potter things, I'd be disappointed. But so far, not a disappointment. Well, you haven't seen what's in my bag yet. Yeah. Oh, oh no. shit. You oh, did yeah. move it, like, <laughs> away from you. Like, are you sitting here? I didn't know. Don't, well, don't touch my crystals. I didn't know if it was going to be a party of three. 
I just have Benadryl. (laughs) 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 So you can look. (laughs) Do you think she knows about those cards you were saying? Oh, do you know about card... What is it? Card astrology? You said something like card astrology or something. Can you Google it so I'm not butchering? I know tarot cards. Yeah, so... I recently heard about this thing called, uh, I think it's called Karstrology. Karstrology. Or card. Is it using tarot and astrology together? Well, it's like using an actual deck of cards to, like, it might be the same as tarot cards, but, like, the deck of cards, um, the the guy I found, his Instagram account is Renaissance Man, like, 8,000 or something like that. I'm pretty sure. Oh my god, you're an excellent speller, Gilmar. Thanks. There yeah, it is, I the first one. Watch that. <laughs> um. So go to like his. Maybe click on his website. Castrology. 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 So it uses like so. There's the deck of cards. Oh yeah, I know this. <laughs> yeah. So like every card has a numeric value. Mm-hmm. And if you add them all up, it equals 365. Mm-hmm. There's 52 cards in a deck, which is the the number of weeks in a year. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has like a birth card and then like a cut, like they have like w- one, two or three, you know, cards for different things. And like it basically like they can use the cards to kind of like help you make decisions. Mm-hmm. And I was looking into the history of this and it's like a forgotten art form or forgotten medium, or I don't know what you mean. Modality. Modality that, like, has been suppressed over the years because it's, like, so legit. It's ancient. And ancient that, like, multiple different, like, kings or, you know, different groups of people have, like, tried to suppress it Mm -hmm. so that because, like, the thought process is, is, like, if we have a bunch of individual people running around that, like, are well-grounded in different things, like, we don't have workers anymore. Like, it's different conspiracy things that kind of have a lot of validity to them when you get into, like, the actual... When you start digging into the information, you're like, whoa. Yeah, it's super valid. Yeah. Um, I used to work at a place where a woman would do this, and people said it was, like, scary right on. Mm. I never got a reading from her, but they were like, it's a a card deck. Like, how can she do this? Um, But... Yeah, I heard yeah. I heard about it from a podcast, and then I dug into it, and then I noticed some people that I'm friends with that are, like, very successful people were friends with this guy on social media, mm-hmm. so I messaged them, a couple of them, because, like, these aren't guys that, like, they're, in, like, crazy wealthy or have had, like, great success in different levels, and they're not people, like, I was just kind of like, all right, let me hear what they have to say, and they said, like, they got readings from this guy in particular and they were like, they said it was extremely helpful, but unnerving how accurate Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he was. And they knew, he knew nothing about them. Yeah. And, um, but they all said very positive things that it helped them like through different variety of challenges, like whether it was business or life or different things they weren't aware of that was coming that ultimately did come that they were like prepared for and like different things like that. It was kind of weird. I want to get a reading. Yeah. You yeah. go to his Instagram account, the the guy you can set up a reading with him. Yeah, I just did my uh birthday thing on here and it's I mean, oh, it's look a, at that. It's uh it just says a lot about All uh, right, so your birthday card's the 3 of hearts. Yeah. The 3 of heart here. What's uh the 3 of hearts is the first card in the mundane spread of cards 
and represents the departure of a man and a woman from the Garden of Eden in search for who and what they love. They can often become confused and dissatisfied. Dude, you're completely confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I'm not the lowest, lowest like is. It's very general. Yeah, what what was a little more accurate was maybe like dearly card is like it means the desire for money or the birth of a new way of earning money, which is kind of like accurate. And then this one, uh, strong desire for knowledge, some kind of or new birth of an idea or plan, way of communicating with the world around you. And then the daily card uh, signifies that a money partnership of some kind will be playing a role in your life. This could be a standard business partnership or something out of the ordinary, but it will certainly have something related to money as the end result. So Dude, I just told you I'd invest in your clothing company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, so that's, that's like a little... <laughs> that literally happened 15 yeah, minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> that's Which weird. Is, it's like, I don't know, it's a little accurate. Sometimes I feel like it's coincidence because my, my girlfriend loves doing tarot reading. She has a ton of tarot cards. That's fun. So sometimes we like, before, you know, at the end of the night or the beginning of the day, she would sometimes do a reading like past, present, future, or yeah. something like that. And some of it is pretty general, but I guess if you can, I guess use that as something helpful mm-hmm. you can kind of some way go in tune with it and it can help you you know go in a direction where you didn't think you could go or it could help you lead you to a path that that would be better for you um yeah it's like sometimes very general but some of it might be helpful you're like oh yeah you know i didn't think about it that way or well i was very open i want to get into tarot card things because i i've never learned anything about that i guess or not a lot but mm-hmm. the reason I got hooked into this whole idea was I was like, well, the stars are really old. They used to, like, sail the earth using stars. Mm-hmm. Like, they used to do incredible things with, like, astrology and different stuff that we've all, like, kind of given up because we have Google now yeah. and <laughs> GPS. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just kind of, like, I'm into, like, ancient aliens. I've read mm-hmm. tons of stuff about, like, the Anunnaki, the pyramids, like the pyramids are actually older than the Egyptians. So it's like, well, they were there before the Egyptians. So the Egyptians didn't build the pyramids, which is just like you go down these rabbit holes and that's like what I used to do in the morning sometimes. We can go there. And you would just kind of like, you'd be like, all right, there's more to all of this. And whether or not like that information is being hidden from us, from like a Illuminati, Mm -hmm. or we just forgot it because, you know, if you don't, if you, stop riding a bike like maybe you forget mm-hmm. um different stuff like that but with the tarot cards like how does that is there a, a like a finite number of tarot cards or they're like is it the same as like a deck of cards like how does that Wait, you want me to skip over aliens to talk about cards <laughs> <laughs> well, we can talk about aliens that's Wait, fine let's you have, talk about aliens. Like, have you seen aliens no i love aliens um <laughs> wait, well the card the tarot cards um so i don't use tarot cards Okay. I mean, I, I do a little bit here and there, um, but I don't, I'm not like a professional tarot card reader. I always look to tarot but cards kind of like the original Magic the Gathering. <laughs> they are pretty cool. Some of the artwork is sick. Is Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, dude, I mm. wish I could get someone to read me some tarot cards and get one of these tattooed on me. <laughs> so my grandmom, she was a professional tarot card reader, and she brought me my first deck. And we wow. would like sit there when I was 19 and like go over it. And she would make me look at the card and write down what I felt. And then we would talk about it before, mm-hmm. like, researching what the card was about. So she made me go within first. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's how I started to learn them. But I don't, I, I do so much better without tools. Okay. Mm. So. So you, you pick up on people's like energy, like kind of yeah. like there's no like, like sometimes psychics, you, you think of like people and like it's a negative connotation because people think it's a scam. But like you're obviously yeah. like using people's like energy or different like things that you can pick up on to like help people through mm-hmm. what they're going through. Yeah, so I do something called an energetic upgrade. Um, and what that is, is I look at someone's energy where it is now, and I ask for my higher self, my client's higher self, their spirit team, and loved ones on the other side to please come forth. So it's my whole team and my client's whole team. And they kind of they come together, and I meditate on my client before I see them. And I ask for... Um, action steps that can propel them forward onto their highest path to come forward and be shown messages of love and evidence that they're not alone. And then I go into a meditative state and I see, hear, and feel things and I write it all down. And then when we come together, I say, I always tell my client to come with at least five questions that they have to ask. And a lot of times I mean, I will say, is there any burning question you want to start off with? But a lot of times they'll just say, I want to know what you got. And so I'll sit there and I'll go into the book of everything that I got in my meditations. But as I'm doing that, I'm, the information's like also coming to me at real time. So it'll be a mesh of that. And most likely it crosses off all of their questions that they wanted to ask me. Mm. Um, and then for the medium part, Part because the psychic part is I read what's in your energy now and your past and your future. For the medium part, that's talking to loved ones on the other side. So if you have a loved one on the other side, you would, I work a little bit differently sometimes. You know, um, their spirit walks forward without me calling them in, um, but sometimes I'll have to call them in. And then I watch them walk towards me, and then they stand here, and I have a conversation with my client, me, and their loved one on the other side. And so is that is that scary ever? No. 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 Why is that not scary for you? It, you, it, it would have been scary years ago to me um, because I didn't understand it. Um, so is this like a skill or like – is this something you can learn mm-hmm. or I, is this something that you're born with? So both. Okay. Absolutely both. I believe that we're all born with this ability. Um, and I think that we have something called a pineal gland in our mind. And as we age, it calcifies and it calcifies for numerous amounts of reasons. Um, and so if you're aware of that and you have the intention and the want to work on your intuition and talk to people on the other side. What's the gland called? Sorry. The pineal gland. Pineal. Some people say, uh, pineal. I say pineal. Um, if you have the want and the intention and you work on it, everyone will be able to do it. So I offer courses to teach people how to be psychics and mediums. I've never had someone like graduate from there and not be able to tap into energy or feel a loved one on the other side. I feel like you'd be excellent at this. Me? Yeah. Why do you think that? I don't know. You're just a good listener. <laughs> Are you falling asleep on me? No. Okay. No, me? <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I just think that Gilmar is like, 
Yeah, I think so. Do I look like I'm falling asleep? <laughs> no. I feel like my masculine energy is radiating. I'm like <laughs> so interested. It's dumb. Yeah. Aww, yeah. That's fun. <laughs> no, it's it. so fun. Yeah, I, I love hearing about this. I always found it very uh, fascinating that someone could, you know, reach that sort of level of consciousness and and go beyond what other people could normally go with. You know, like you seeing someone's loved one and being... It like, feels like a lot of responsibility. It's yeah, it's insane. It's, it can get heavy at times. Um, like, I'll say something and someone will, like, take it and run with it, mm. like, hard. Um, instead of naturally letting it unfold, I used to do that. Like, if I were to go to psychic and they would tell me, like, in my young 20s, they were like, you're going to write a book. So I, like, squeezed a book out of me rather than, like, letting it naturally when I feel it bubbling up, when I feel I need to write a book, you know? Um, but it is a lot of responsibility because you're holding someone's, man or woman, everyone's emotions are extremely delicate. And when I'm doing my work, when I'm tapping into your energy and your soul and your loved ones on the other side, that's super vulnerable, it can be scary, it can be exhilarating, it could be so many things, but... Um, I feel it all. Like, not only do I feel myself, but I feel my client throughout the whole thing. Mm. And so, you know, and then I have to release myself of their energy. And if I don't do a great job with that, I take on that client's um, feelings, like physical body symptoms. I take on their thoughts. I take on their characteristics. And it's not fun. So there's so many like different pieces of responsibility that you have to like watch out for. I don't, I don't know, mm. but I will never read someone without their permission because I'm not a peeping Tom. Mm. So. Interesting. So it sounded yeah. like you, you had to prepare a lot for a client. Mm-hmm. Like say if someone came up to you and just like, read me right now, would you be able to do an accurate of a job as if you've had to prepare for it or. That's a great question. You know, um, I mean, I don't think I'm as good just like on the fly mm-hmm. as if I have my ritual, which is I have to get myself centered. Then I have to call in my whole team and then I do my ritual on the client. Yes, I've absolutely sat down and just if the client wanted to, I've been able to, you know, like if if you were to say here, sit here and say like, yeah, I want to be read. And I would say, okay, ask me a question. And then that would open up the portal. And then mm. I'd be able to, you know. I'm really tempted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we should do that on camera. <laughs> <laughs> on camera. Andrew's just crying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I'll cry on camera. Yeah, I'll cry on camera. Fuck. <laughs> um, You're not that stuck in your masculine. <laughs> no. I've no. Cried, I've cried up. <laughs> I've cried some crazy shit. <laughs> just like, yeah. just like breathing in your tears like oh. i know you yeah, have a very emotional family so every weekend we're crying you know Aww, <laughs> yeah no nice my dad's though. a very emotional person like he just like when i say bye to him he like sometimes cries and i'm like bro Aww. like stop it's gonna make me cry right now but it's like it's like bro chill out <laughs> i'll I see you next that. week yeah i don't know that's sweet yeah yeah i filed to get adopted by his family but i haven't heard back <laughs> i wouldn't adopt you <laughs> i'm kidding no, i not. mean you would build stuff for me right you know my husband could partner up and build some stuff i'm unadoptable yeah <laughs> i feel that way yeah you're on the household by well the you're week. a hoodlum right? yeah. you're a pirate yeah i am yeah run um, free 
<laughs> That's interesting. Um, Wait, while there's dead air, I have to pee again. Yeah, let's take a break okay. and pee because I got to pee too. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. good. So you were talking about like your team and their team and, you know, being like you have to be asked a question and different things like that. And then Gilmar puts you on the spot with like, are you as good, you know, like an impromptu session versus like a scheduled one where you can do your whole routine. The question I have is like, and this, you might say this is too personal, but like, what does your team consist of? Like, what is that? Like, what is like your team? Cause I'm assuming like their team is like, for me, I don't know who would be on my team, but like maybe I have a dead grandmother or somebody else that I was close to that died or like different things like that. Like is your team people that have passed that you're connected with or were you have you just been out in the meditation land and like met people like spirits that like are on your team like how's that work so i call forth my higher self mm. i also call forth my loved ones on the other side that help me with this work mm. so that's the loved ones that are in my family lineage that are on the other side are these people that you knew before they passed or are these people that like you might not have known. They can be both. Okay. Um, and then my spirit team consists of uh, spirit guides, which, uh, like, so many different realms hold your spirit guides, depending on how many you have. So I believe that we are born with one to two spirit guides that are with you from birth until death. Then we also have transitional guides. So our transitional guides are here with us when we're going through health issues, and sometimes it doesn't have to be issues, but usually it is. Um, health issues, love issues, career, um, finances, as certain guide will step forward and help you with that. And these guides you may have had past lives with before, or you don't, they're assigned to you uh, for one reason or another. Um, but do these, these guides, do they take, you know, human form? Or are, is it like an energy? There's like everything. So okay. the way that I describe it is if you think of the ocean and you think of all the different sea creatures and animals, right? Think about even the ones that we, ha we don't, aren't even aware of and how many different creatures, um, like what they look like. So uh, spirit guides can be light beings. They can be angels. They can be uh, aliens. They can be from all different dimensions. Um, so when I call forth my spirit guides, I kind of feel like Snow White in a way because some of them are animals. Some of them are, you know, is Snow White of the universe, you know, um, because there's, there's other beings. There's some funky-looking stuff, but they're there to help. And so... Mm. Um, a lot of, mostly my guides come to me looking in the form of orm, orbs and light beings. Okay. And do they like, do they speak like English to you? Like you can like, you have a conversation with them or is it just kind of like, you're just like speaking on a different, I guess like my vocabulary is short here, on like a, a different wavelength like is it like more of sounds is it just kind of like transmission so i use all of my clairs which um i call intuitive traveling so basically um you have clear seeing 
clear hearing. There's like technical words. I, I will use them if you want me to, but there's clear seeing, clear hearing, clear knowing, um, clear feeling. There's clear tasting and clear smelling. And I use all of them. So I'm able to sit in a reading with someone and I, the way that my guides work with me is they travel and use all of my senses, just like how we're sitting here. Um, but it's like I'm sitting with them and it's like a conversation that I have with you guys, but, um, it's just on a very subtle layer level. So I have to really tap in loved ones on the other side. They, it's the same way, but it's very quick. It's very, very quick flashes. So you have to get used to like, it's almost like, oh, wait, 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 and catch it and like hold on to it, you know, because it's going to be gone in a split second. So your guides, they can hold the information there longer. They, they're working within your energy and then loved ones on the other side, they're separated. But um, like the visions that they show you are super quick, like boom, flash, and it's gone. Mm. So you have to hold on to that. But I pictured something like, and that's why I asked, like I pictured kind of like something in Star Wars where you see like Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda's like ghost. Kind of like I don't know Star kinda, Wars at all. Right, fine. Right. Sorry, <laughs> fuck me. That's one unalignment <laughs> thing. <laughs> um, we gotta schedule a Star Wars episode. Then. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, just it's just like at a certain point, there's like the younger Jedi Knight is like, you know, looking for help, and like these basically like ghosts of the past, mm. like provide. But it's not like they're not ghosts. They've just moved like they're because of their powers they've just moved on to like the next level which makes them like these translucent you know smoke like beings that come and like speak to you and then they're gone Mm -hmm. so that's kind of how that's like why i asked like what's the yeah that's kind of like what um you would like um someone on the other side looks like they're kind of see-through whoa you know i mean that's pretty crazy yeah um, but sometimes they don't show me themselves. Sometimes th- I just feel their feelings and, and I, the feelings become language out of me. If that okay. makes sense. Yeah. Um, so you would have to be very like in touch with feelings in general yes, to interpret I, all of yeah, that. Yeah. I'm very, very, all my life have been super sensitive and in touch with emotions and, and that sort of thing. One good analogy is... It's funny, uh, my sister's dating this guy, Kyle, and he grew up with a bunch of brothers and sisters, and so they always play games, like, you know, back in the day. He's in his 40s, so, like, back in the day, you just, no phones, no TV, you just play games. They would play charades a lot, and so since he's kind of came into our family, we've been playing a lot of charades, and I'm pretty damn good at it, and I realize it's because I literally play charades, for my career, mm. I literally have to pull in all of the different things that I'm getting and feeling. And the like mic keeps attacking it. you. I'm and sorry. I keep doing it to that. I'm just not used to it. I'm a hand talker. Um, so, yeah, it's like charades. It's pretty wild. Huh. It's really cool. Um, yeah. The, the biggest thing that I get is feeling. So I feel a lot when I'm sitting with someone and uh, especially like if I'm getting ready to sit down with a client and they have bad acid reflux that they suffer from, like all day I'll start to have acid reflux and I don't have that. 
And I'm like, what the hell? And I'm getting mad. And I'm like, what did I eat? What What am I doing? And then finally, I always remember, like, oh, it could, it's probably my client. So then I always say, like, this energy is not mine to keep. And I release it, and it goes away. And then when I sit down with the client, I'm like, all right, you're eating too much, like, sweeteners, like, artificial sweeteners. You have acid reflux. And they're like, yes, I'm diabetic, so I eat artificial sweeteners. And I always have acid reflux, but I never, like, was able to pin them together. I'm like, stop eating them. That makes a I That actually kind of, like, connected a whole bunch of dots for me because I, I read a book um, fairly recently that was kind of about, like, the mind-body relationship. Yeah. And I got through some of the books, like, where I'm just kind of like, this woman, like, I didn't understand what she was saying because she would explain certain, um, the chakras, one, like your 13 chakras, right? Or something like that, like the 13. Yeah, I mean, it depends what you're talking about. So we have seven main ones in our body. The The top one is a little bit above our Okay, head. so maybe 13 was wrong. Maybe we'll say seven. And okay. it was like she, in the beginning of the book, she was like connecting like your symptoms at different, you know, chakras. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like what that is related to. In the body. So, yeah, so like if you have stomach problems or like IBS or different things, like this is being triggered because of X, Y, and Z. And then when you got, like, further into the book, she would actually, like, um, you know, started with, like, anxiety, depression. Um, I read the whole thing because I was like, I, you know, I'm just going to read alcoholism, all of these different things, and kind of just, like, learn it all. And she would kind of, like, explain the situation, like, what you're feeling, what is contributing to it. And then it would be, like, she would use, you know, an example of a client she had, obviously changing the name, but she would say, like, the intuitive reading, and she would explain, like, what her intuitive reading of this person was. Mm -hmm. And it sounded like witchcraft. Because she'd be like, oh, I sensed, like, this energy at this thing, or she had, like, you know, red energy around, like, this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, oh, maybe she is suffering from cancer or different things. And, like, she would explain, like, when she actually sat down with the client and, like, talked it through and asked them, like, be like, oh, like, what was going on here? Like she would connect all the dots together. Mm-hmm. And I read through all those sections, just kind of being like, what? Like, I thought this was going to be like a psychology book. And I got like a lot more, but like the way you're talking, I think now that's kind of like what she was saying. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't do a good job, like introducing those concepts to like, mm-hmm. when I thought intuitive reading, I thought she was just using like, I'm sitting with you you know, I can see you're visibly stressed or like, you know, different things like that. But she was like, it it was more energy based. Um, But that brings a little bit more clarity. I'm going to have to probably go back to that and just reread some of that stuff. It's fascinating. And your chakras, I mean, I do something else called chakra healings. So like I dip into every one of your chakras and they'll talk to me. Uh, Like that sounds silly, but Um, so if I were to have a picture of you, I would look into your eyes because they're the seat of the soul and I would have your picture up and then I'd have my laptop and I would just write root chakra. And then I literally would get inundated with information. So I just type it out for every one of your chakras. And usually it's like that big of a paragraph of what's going on written on a computer. 
And then um, I go and I take that information and I put a crystal grid. So every crystal is one of your chakras. And um, then I'll, you know, put my hand over it and I'll feel it. If it's, if it's hot, if it's cold, if it's moving, if it's stale, if it's a swamp, if things need to be pulled out of it. Um, and typically in each one of your chakras, you have like mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual information in there. So, you know, a lot of times it would be like, ah, you have IBS in your sacral chakra. Mm. Um, uh, or you are diabetic and that means that you're trying to, um, chase sweetness in life. And you know what I mean? Like, so you're suffering from that and you really need that. So you need to be like kinder to yourself. You need to do more things that you love. You need to, you know, do personal development, that sort of thing. If you're not born with it, you know? Mm. So it's really fascinating. I'm obsessed with it. I really, really love it. The chakra healings take so much out of me, though. Yeah. Like a lot. You're like a satellite or like kind of like a satellite dish, like bringing the signal signals in. Yeah, And then basically. after a while, your battery's just drained. Yes. Yeah. And so I love my bed. <laughs> my husband calls it my charging station. <laughs> yeah. Now, so like you've been doing this professionally for 10 years, you said? Um, so I owned a gym beforehand. Okay. And so I closed the gym to do this. What and kind of gym did you own? Um, functional movement. Okay. So I would do many different things. So I'm certified in Pilates, CrossFit, and kettlebells. So I did a lot of that there. Um, and so I opened that up when I was, so I guess I've been in business longer than that. So I'm 38, and when I was 26, I opened up my gym. Okay. So, and then uh, I did that for almost six years, and then I started to do intuitive life coaching, which just kind of naturally came into this. Because when people came to me for life coaching, I realized, like, oh, crap, I'm actually reading them. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, Oops. I had to figure that out. Yeah. Kind of like, is it hard for you to kind of, like, put that filter on? Um, like when you say you're not reading me, are you just like reading me and just keeping it to yourself? <laughs> That'd be me. I'd be like lasering everybody down. You know what? No, I'm truly not. Mm. I mean, if you are, I don't care. I get vibes from people and I can't deny that, you know, like okay. I, you ca I can't deny vibes. Like if I walked into a room, I'm going to immediately like you or not like you or neutral or be like, wow, that person's really interesting. I really want to talk to that person. Okay. So. Without hurting any of our feelings, what was the vibe when you came into our you're office studio? Thing? More in your masculine and more in your feminine. Mm. Dude, we're and like so the double dragons. So you guys are really good together. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, look at that. Dude, let's get married. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Friendship marriage. Friendship marriage. <laughs> um, I was just going to get super masculine on you, but I was afraid do I was going to say something wild. Wait, do it. I want to go there. Let's do it. Oh, to him or to me? I, uh, everybody's Every, getting masculine. Getting Let's go. <laughs> um, that's funny. So, like, did you feel safe? Is this what kind of vibes were you just like, these creeps? No, I felt safe. It was so funny. My husband never says this, but he's like, did you write the address down? And I was like, why? Are you picking up on something that I, I'm not? And we just laughed. He's like, I mean, are a bunch of dudes going to, like, kidnap you? 
kidding. He was kidding. Yeah. yeah. I know? mean, maybe. And I was like, <laughs> um, so here's the address. <laughs> He's never asked me for that before. And mm. we were kidding. But He'd so probably be circling in the parking lot forever <laughs> trying to find the building like everyone else. Like, 4936, I knew it. It's somewhere around here. You know what? I really appreciated the picture that you had in your email of like, this is what the building looks like. I yeah, like, I yeah. made that page I'm just because like we... Smart. It was just such a struggle explaining to everybody where our office is because it's easy to find, but it's not. Yeah. Sometimes people find it no problem. Mm-hmm. It's like 50-50 hit or miss. Mm. Well, so, the picture helped me, so thanks. So I was like, uh, do the Google Maps with a dot, and then we'll do the picture of the front of the building because it's like, it's hard to explain if you've never been to this area. Yeah. But I love this area. Yeah. Love it. But um, no, he really didn't mean that. He was just... He's a very, very sarcastic person. If he's not safe, I'll kidnap him. (laughs) 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 I'm like, ha, ha, ha. (laughs) (laughs) He's probably like six foot four. Yeah. Like Ben's metal. (laughs) You know what I say about him is that he has very large, like, features about him. But when you put them together, he's not a large guy. And it makes no sense to me. I don't understand it. Okay, so... Like he's yeah. how tall is he? Almost six foot. Okay, so he's a big guy. I'm only five nine. Mm. I'm like five eight and three quarters. I'm mm-hmm. like lying about it. Yeah, but yeah, six foot's pretty big. Does he have like large hands? I mean, his arms are like gorilla long, very large, large everything, truly. But then when you flexing on flexing on that, <laughs> but when you put them together, it's not like a potato man. You know those. Those toys, like it, do, mm. he, he looks very proportionate, but I don't, it, and he doesn't look like a big guy. But I'm just, pict- I'm just like weird. picturing this dude with like Popeye arms, like <laughs> diesel. He do- like he's yeah. not diesel, but he's in shape, you know. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. He looks like a, I, um, so do you know Colin from Koru? Yeah, we're we don't know, we him, don't know him yet. Yeah. Um, I think my wife's meeting him next week because, like, she's starting a fitness business and just, like, talking to him. But so she beat us to the punch. (laughs) We've been meaning to get over there and just, like, train to just check it out. But I think he's coming on the podcast in a couple of weeks. Yeah, he is. We're we're really excited to meet him. That's cool. He's a good guy. The reason why I brought him up is because he said that Mike looked like a UFC fighter. Mm. And um, so hard to kidnap. Someone, mm. someone else said thought we were in another state, and they're like, "Are you this football professional football player?" I don't know the name of. I don't get into sports much, but so EA sports. Are, do you like sports? <laughs> I'm. You do. I'm into UFC, and that's about it. Oh, like okay. I'm into like boxing, jujitsu, uh, UFC. Yeah, like um, the cool stuff. And Formula One. I watch any sport that's on to be honest. He loves sports. Yeah, this is sports. our sports guy he here. Loves yeah, sports. I grew up watching sports and playing, so oh. I'll just watch anything that comes on. Even if it's bowling, I'll fucking watch it. Like Wow. Yeah, I just like the uh the high stakes and the intensity. Okay. He has what what the kids call a problem. He's like yelling at the bowlers. <laughs> uh, but it's not like I would Don't have turn it. on curling around <laughs> Gilmar, dude. Yeah. He's like, Look at this oh, Russian. Wait, do you like that? I don't what? understand it. Curling. 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 Like, I'm I, like, what is this? <laughs> I don't think I understand it's it. Shuffle, fully. It's shuffleboard for bored people. There you go. Uh-huh. That's it's funny. just not enough to slide it across. I think you got to come over and scrape the ice to slow it down, to too. sweep it. Oh, they work, man. They got insane triceps. 
what if she was like, yeah, my husband, my husband has the forearm. But what if this, we just like erase this whole conversation and she's like, well, he, he'd be hard to kidnap because he has the forearms of a curler, like a broom sweeper. would be <laughs> yeah. like, what? And they'd probably do I wouldn't t-shirt. marry him. No. 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 <laughs> I mean, if he looked like a curler. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Get out of here. Will you marry me? No, you look like a curler. Yeah, you like, curler. Yeah. I mean, like, we like to go in the woods. Ooh. Hike. Mm. That's like, nice. we like, you know, the back doors type mm. stuff. That's the... That's one thing as I like learned more about myself. Um, I lived in the city for a long time and would go out and do all these things. And like um, now looking back on that, I'm like, I, I don't know how I use, like what energy I pulled from to like go out and do that stuff yeah. because I am not a happy person when I'm in like a large group of people. I like I've learned to like start listening to kind of like myself and being like, you go into the woods and find mountain. Yes. You do not go to uh, Bach Bar <laughs> roof deck. I feel like the more that I talk to you, you're a highly sensitive person. Oh, I'm extremely sensitive. And I did not know that until like. It's actually a beautiful thing. Mm, I'm like learning how to like, um, because I just felt such a need to kind of just like either like different phases of my life like you when you're in high school or junior high and everything's like you want to be liked and then you go to college and like you want to get a good job and like you do different things to like try and please other people because you think that's what's going to get you ahead and then you just get down this road where like you're just you're just like how the fuck did i get here mm-hmm. so you, like i'm working back down that road now yeah yeah well that's a highly sensitive person yeah they people please because you also feel the other person's emotions. If, like, you were to say no to that person and they want you to say yes, you, you kind of feel them, too, and then you feel guilty. And so then a lot of times you just say yes so that they'll like you and to get ahead and all that kind of stuff. But then you're not using your voice and you're not standing in your authenticity. So then you screw yourself over and you're, like, way off track. Yeah, I would find, like, I used to get in a lot of fights. And that would be, like, like I just enjoyed fighting. But then as I got older, like, you can't, like, communicate with your fists anymore. (laughs) And, like, for instance, like, on different projects, like, the other day we were on a project and I'm managing just, I was just, like, in a rush of different things, getting a house ready and then managing all the other stuff we had. And I showed up to a project and I was already just getting slammed. And I showed up and the plumber got out of his truck and was just like why'd you leave me this note and we use like a pretty intricate like management software to like keep track of it all mm-hmm. and i don't even remember if it was me but something was wrong with how something was done underneath the sink and the note on like the to-do assigned to that plumber that like he got his sheet when they show up nobody manages themselves so like we'll give them these like this is what all the things you have to do in this house right now do not please do not forget one of them because you'll have to come back and then we'll be delayed here. Mm-hmm. So he had gotten his sheet and somebody had, you know, I had all the sheets taped up inside the house. He showed up and there was like a note written on like the one thing that was like, I don't know what he was thinking. Blah, blah. I, I don't think I actually wrote it because like I don't remember actually what it said. And it was something about like how he had installed something wrong. And he was like all personal about it. And this is like an older dude who's just like just not thorough the way i would like him to be and he was getting all personal i'm like well is it not fucked up and i looked at him and he's just like 
he's just like, well, like, and he had already started, like, I have a guy that works with us that looks a lot like me. And they all started laughing because me and him were going at it. And he had already attacked the other guy thinking it was me and then realized it wasn't. So here's like the second round of him being like, why did you write this mean note? And it wasn't mean. It was just factual. Right. And I was like, dude, it's just words on paper. I was like, what's the problem? And he was just like, oh, well, you don't need to talk like that. Blah, blah. I'm like, there's nothing on this fucking piece of paper that is out of line or anything. It's factual. You did it wrong. Did you fix it? Because like I see you're leaving. And if you didn't fix it, I'm going to freak out right now. And he's like, well, I break my back for you guys. And he, like, works for the guy we hire. And I'm like, break your back? And I'm like, are you? And I just lost it on him. I was like, break your back. I was like, you show up. You are assigned to do the plumbing. You do the plumbing. And then you leave. Like, there's no back breaking here. Like, nobody is holding a gun to your head. Nobody is, like, asking you to, like, exert yourself. Like, you're putting faucets in. If, like, this is back breaking work to you, get a new profession. I was like, I don't know what to tell you. I was like, you. I was like, you're wasting my time. Uh, and then like, I just, I got, I had to like get back into my truck, and like was going to call someone. I just like take a minute because I was so fucking angry. Yeah. And just like, then I just like was just exhausted by it, and I didn't feel bad for freaking out on him, but I kind of felt like, why do I have to do that? It's like, why does it get to a point that like I have to just like blow up on people to get stuff done? And then I'm like, oh, it's because you're sensitive. So it's just like some people just th- like I'm good at that, mm-hmm. but it's like I don't understand people that like enjoy just yelling and just freaking out all the time. Like it just is very confusing to me. It's like you should be like when I see someone flipping out or like yelling or raising their voice. And this is probably like my dad was a yeller. My dad would just fucking yell. So like when I see people yelling, and I think Jocko Willink, who's like a ex Navy SEAL and like a leadership coach and jujitsu guy. He, like, had a YouTube video a while ago that I sent to, like, everyone. Like, I sent it to people in our company. And it was, And it was, like, oh, Jocko's my guy. Mm-hmm, and it was all about, like, how you, when you yell or lose your cool, you actually do the opposite of what you think you're doing. Like, everybody just looks at you like a weak bitch. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, like, I know that. So, like, when I lose my cool, I'm just, like, damn it. Like, that person got to me mm-hmm. and, like, made me get there. But it's weird to me that people respond to that. So I'm like, you just positively reinforced my bad behavior that I don't want to do. Right. Mm. So and it's like, you yeah. shouldn't like, but when people yell at me, I'm just sitting there and I'll just sit there in silence and just be like, mm, I'm going to crush you. <laughs> it's just like, you are not yelling at me right now. And that just goes to like me being like just my childhood and just being like, mm, we'll, we'll, we'll even this, this table one yeah. of these days. But that's, like, I would, two years ago, I would have been, like, I'm not sensitive. But, like, having gone through all of this, I'm, like, well, you know, maybe I am. Yeah. You know, something that I noticed in when you work for yourself, you have people that work with you, under you, however you want to say it. Um, I always like to say alongside of me. I always like to say with because it's, like, it's the same thing as, like, naming a company after yourself. I've said this a million times. But it's like when you say like if this was Andrew Mann construction, but I have a team of people that make all of this happen, mm-hmm. that's just that's a slap in the face. Yeah, I agree. I I would never name a business after myself because it's like it takes every everyone plays their part. That's why I like I don't say Gilmar works for me. Mm-hmm. That makes me uncomfortable to say that. Right. It's like no, Gilmar's like works with us. Like this is a team effort. 
So that's like where I'm kind of getting at is especially, so I'm going to be talking about that business, but also like in relationships, right? Like mm. you and your wife and him and his girlfriend, me and my, Mike, it sounds corny, but it comes down to everyone's love languages. So if you are a business owner and you have people that work alongside of you, you really need to spend time to understand how people like to be talked to and communicated with. Mm. And so it's kind of like, you know, in life coaching, because I also do life coaching, a lot of people come to me about their marriages, you know, and it's like, well, so for instance, let's just say we're together, all right? If I wasn't aware of your needs, I know how I like to be loved. I would love you the way that I like to be loved. Mm. But that is not fulfilling to you, right? So I have to be aware enough to say, like, here, this is how I like to be loved, and you have to show up for me that way, and I have to know how you like to be loved, and I have to show up to you in that way. I'll be completely honest. I'm terrible at that. Well, so... That's something that you should work on. I, sh I don't want to say like you should, but this is something that you could work on for the people that you work with, how they like to be communicated with, and same with your partner for life, your your wife. Mm. And I, th I feel like there should be the love languages of business. That should be a book if it isn't. But um, because it lets your workers know like, hey, I care about you, I I hear you, I know how you like to be talked to, and I want to get to you on that level so that we don't have any blow-ups, so that we can prevent things. And same with, like, you know, you and your wife. I, I have no idea how you guys are, but, like, that's the best thing to do is, like, you each read that book and say, like, all right, I love quality time and physical touch. And she might be like, all right, well, I like acts of service and words of affirmation. So she may not want to have sex one night because you didn't help her out with the dishes and you haven't told her that like, oh, you look good in like two months. So she doesn't feel loved by you. Or what help. book is this? It's called The Five Love Languages. Mm. Yeah. You know? I definitely, I'm aware of that. Mm -hmm. And it started with, um, I'm going to give Jocko, Jocko credit because I think it was him. But it was, somebody said like, you have to be the leader your people need you to be, mm -hmm. not the leader you want to be. Yes. Oh, a long time ago. So, like, ever since I heard that, I've just been like, huh. So, probably for, like, four years, I've just been working very hard at learning, like, learning how to identify how people need to be, you know, spoken to mm -hmm. or led. Um, and I do work at it, but it is not something that, like, I would... I would say I've been working at it for four years and like that's yeah. I'm 34. So I've been working at it since I was 30 in the grand scheme of things. Like for 30 years, I was completely like, this is my way. I think it's the best way for this situation. Like I didn't, I was completely unaware of like that idea. But when I heard it, I was like, that makes, How that's a harsh reality. Cool is that though, that like you heard it and it slapped you in the face and like you're, or however it hit oh, you. Oh, it always slaps you me. Know? And I'm then getting you're slapped. Like, but you're open-minded enough to, like, make the change. Yeah. And self-aware to look within you. Like, so many people wouldn't. So that's rad. Mm. Yeah, I get, I get credit for making those changes in my life 
from different people and they like say like oh you made the choice to make that mm-hmm. but it it oftentimes feels like not a choice like it kind of felt like when I started making like in 2016 when I started that stuff I found something mm-hmm. and I was like this is the way I have to go like there is no choice here like this is I'm either where I'm at which is miserable mm-hmm. or I go to that which is better yeah so it's like it's very hard. Like, I understand when people say that, like, oh, you made the choice. That's, like, really good. But it's, like, it doesn't f- it doesn't ever feel like a choice. I guess, like, in reflecting on it, like, I guess people, I take for granted that I choose to, like, move to greener pastures all the time because, like, I don't want to be miserable. So it's, like, it's weird to me that people would, like, not ha- see that opportunity to change or, like, take on something new like that for their betterment Mm -hmm. so like i'm very naive or like don't understand that so like i get what it when people say that like does that make sense we're just like you're not gonna stay where you are yeah but you're wired differently i feel like most people are complacent where they are and they don't have the um i guess awareness to see that there's a better way but with you, you see a better way, and you're like, I'm doing that. This is not even an option. Other people would be like, I mean, I could do that. It could be this, but I could be this, and, you know, like, I'm kind of comfortable here. But I feel like you are I've, capable of seeing past that. It feels like, like, it feels like, like, if I held, if, like, somebody held my feet over fire, mm. like, I'm not staying there. Yeah. Like, if I can get away from that fire, like, and that's how it feels with, like, a lot of things. mm so what? it's like I get credit for like making the forward advancement, but to me it's like I am miserable here. It has I have to seek out to see if something's better. Mm-hmm. So I get it, I guess. But so for me, what that says is that you're not afraid of change because you seek out a different perspective, then you feel like you f- you feel that like in your energy and it's like buzzing. You're like I have to do that. So then you make the changes to do it. So many people will be like, okay, I'm gonna do that. If you change one thing, decide to change one thing in your life, so many other factors and layers have to change as well. And that becomes overwhelming to people. Mm. So if, if I were to sit here... Okay, that makes more sense. If I were to sit here and say, I want to lose... I don't, but let's just say someone says, I want to lose 25 pounds. And in your mind, you're like, there's no other choice. I'm going to lose 25 mm-hmm. pounds. But for someone else, that means that their schedule has to change because they have to now put in exercise time they need to say no to chocolate and yes to a smoothie, and that's hard. Every little thing is change, and to that, it's overwhelming for people, and they'll stop. So for you, I say you're just not afraid of change, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that makes yeah. We, I, that's what I was trying to say, that. but she said it way better. Than that was for I free. Did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should just paid you guys. <laughs> Um, Yay, we're figuring you out. (laughs) Yeah, good luck. Um, (laughs) I think, like, one of the things that I heard a long, long time ago, that it was, like, somebody said, like, going to the gym is difficult because, like, you you don't, like, you have to build up that momentum to go every day. Mm -hmm. And then I heard something, I think it was, um, what was that, Eric? Was it Eric Church? What was that guy that we listened to, that mindset coach that we got all fired up on the podcast that one time? He was talking about, like, talking about walking into the water. Yeah, yeah, Because water goes waist deep. Yeah. And it was, like, something about this guy said, um, and I was, like, 18 years old. And 
he was like, yeah, if you don't go every, like, if I don't go every day, like, if I don't go today or every day, I won't go at all when it comes to the gym. And I was like, that's very unhealthy mindset because, like, you do need to take breaks and things like that. So I took on this mindset that if I don't go every day, then I might not go. So you took that on? Yeah, when I was like, so, like, I would yeah. go, like, I was, like, a, I didn't understand, like, like anatomy or physiology at the time so like i probably spent a few years like overworking like my body and stress yeah overworking <laughs> yeah, my too. body so now looking back on it like n- i still work out very hard but i do like incorporate stress like stretching and different things like that mm-hmm. but it was just something about like it made so much sense to me that like if you like if you don't go every day then like you'll just stop going like if, if you don't yeah. go that one time you might not ever go again. And I was like, that's not me. Yeah. And I think that's what started. I think that's probably like one of the first times that like I can remember me just being like, this is, this is my path now. Yeah. Well, that's a very all or nothing way of being. And that's something that so many people, masculine energy people suffer from is the all or nothing. Like I'm going to go all in or I'm not doing it at all. And then, so you can't go all in every single day, all day. You'll burn yourself out so then people quit all the time. And that's so unhealthy, you know. So you have to, you know, when I had the gym, I felt like I had to go hard because I was like, I can't t- teach someone to do pull-ups. And then they surpass me. I'm their teacher. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> you know, I lost a lot of my muscle too. <laughs> You're funny. It's like, no one could be better than me. I'm the best. You know, but like, you, like that like weird thing gets in your head. You know what I mean? So it's like, but not that, but I will, and I'm being very honest saying this, like I had some beasts that come to my gym mm. and like if I could teach them and teach them well and they surpassed me, like I was so happy for them because like, I knew it wasn't in my blood to be a beast, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm more of a teacher. Yeah. But, like, I'll do my damnedest to try really, really hard. Yeah. But, like, um, yeah, I got, like, super happy for them. But it's it, – I used to have the all-or-nothing mentality, and it was so, so unhealthy mm. mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And I was just walking around, like, super inflamed and almost, like, in rhabdo all the time, just, like – ready to die <laughs> like my muscles are gonna just i don't know your favorite gym was called rhabdo fitness <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'd be terrible everyone would like google what that means <laughs> yeah it's but it's not good no. there's definitely um there's i i don't really i'm not really in the triathlon community anymore but there was a time where like you there was like we would joke about that yeah. Where people would be like, oh, "What color is your urine?" Yeah. Like, I drank is a gallon of water. I drank a gallon of water today, and it's still brown. That's not good. Yeah. I'm like, "You're winning, man. <laughs> You're winning. Let's get in the pool." <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah, like, it, and then like, um, yeah, and then you experience people like whose bodies like shut down at races and stuff like that. You're like, "All right, maybe this was, stuff's not a joke. <laughs> maybe that can happen." That happened to me. Not to me. Yeah, that happened to me. We'd, I trained a lot of people to do Spartan races. Mm. We would do them together. We came in fourth out of 684 teams. Nice. I just have to throw that in there. Cause I, it I just never comes t- in with the belt. Yeah. I <laughs> never talk about that 
you know, I, I don't know. I just never do. So I'm just going to sit here for a minute and bask but, um, in my glory. <laughs> it was just, I was like super happy and I wasn't w- the one of the people to get us to that, you know, that number. I had some beasts, you mm. know, like, um, that's awesome. Though. Yeah. But, uh, I forget what I was saying with that. Rabdo. Yes. And, and like breaking down during a race. So I'm allergic to everything. Mm. And the Spartan races are like in the woods. And, and I love the woods. But like when I'm going really hard and breathing really heavy in the springtime where there's ragweed. And then there are like parts of hay. And I'm very allergic to hay. Mm. So I took Benadryl before the race. And I, Benadryl makes you tired. But I didn't know that it also s- spiked your heart rate. So a Spartan race is like killer for your heart rate. And I also had, like, allergy-induced asthma. So it was, like, taking my inhaler at the same time. So the steroids and the Benadryl and then, like, the heart going really fast, my body, like, basically shut down during the race. And I had to have, like, people just, like, I talked myself through that to, like, get to the finish line. I finally did. But, like, it was so hard. And here I am, the coach. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Pushing yourself too hard. Yeah, I used to do that a lot with, like, running. I would get myself to, like, the point of failure and then, like, prove to myself that I wouldn't quit. Mm-hmm. And then, like, just be like, no, that's not an option. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I would get, I would, like, th- I would, like, get off or I'd get high from, like, being, like, I made it back. Yeah. Be like, I ran stupid far. That was not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I made it back. And then you would feel like shit for a few days. But you would, you would be, like, mental. You'd be, like, yep. Isn't that messed up? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I know. Yeah. I know exactly what. That was, like, my life for so long. Yeah, like, I got in a motorcycle accident in August. I forget what year this was. I just met Ariel. Like, we were dating for, like, a few weeks. And I crashed shit out of this bike on 95. Mm. And luckily, I crashed, like, I chose to crash because I was going to crash. So, like, I slid out in a way that was, like, the best case scenario anyway. A ragdoll. That's what my husband says. If you're falling, go into a ragdoll mode. For well, I actually just kind of just, like, mm. slid on just one side of my body. Oh, wow. So, I did not ragdoll. Maybe I should have. I don't know. We can go back. <laughs> and so, like, my left hip took, like, my left side just, like, took, like, a pretty good beating. And I remember getting up and, like, it was, like, in a construction zone, so, like, my first thought was, like, just get up and get out of the way because somebody's going to run you the fuck over. Mm-hmm. And luckily, like, everybody had kind of stopped, but I got to the side. I'm like, oh, dude, I just broke the shit out of my leg and hip. Like, this is not good. Mm. And luckily, I didn't break anything. So, you know, fast forward to that's, like, the end of August, like, the first week of November, we did the Philadelphia Marathon. Oh, my God. And I was, like, still not, like... And then, I, like, I was training for that. So, like, I didn't give my body, like, this goes back to, like, if you don't go every day. Yeah. Um, I think I rested for, like, maybe a few days and then just, like, just went back to it slowly and then, like, ran that. And um, was, I got through it, but I was, like, years later, I was, like, wow, that was, like, the worst possible decision. Because, like, my body was still, like, purple on one side. Oh. So, I'm, like, damn, I did not. Yeah, I was like, I was with like a physical therapist and they're like, there's something going on with this like leg over here. And I'm like, yeah, I think I know what's going on. 
and I told them and they're like, no, like, and they explained to me like just like muscles and how it repairs and soft tissue damage and everything. They're like, yeah, your leg's probably screwed for life. Is just it? Like, oh, no, it's fine. Like I can still run and everything, but like there's definitely like that butt cheek and this leg like need a lot more like attention from stretching and things like that. Do you do that? Yeah. Good. Yeah, I'm a professional stretcher now. Yay, it feels <laughs> Not, good, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's and pretty foam good. rolling and stuff? Oh, yeah, me and the foam roller. Yes. My body. Good for you. It helps. You, you foam roll. Sometimes. You have, do you have a foam? You have to have a foam roller. I, I use it uh, if I ever go to like the gym or something, but I usually use the massage therapy gun. That's what I have. Nice. I mean, I stretch a lot, but yeah, that's about it. Yeah. I love hearing you guys stretch. So many guys don't stretch. No, it's super important. Stretching's not. It's for a week. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I see the dudes that. at the gym that like don't ever work legs and don't ever stretch, and I'm just like, weak. <laughs> yeah, before I go to bed and every morning I stretch. Your chicken People legs. don't realize that like when you lift your legs, your upper body gets stronger and mm-hmm. meatier. They don't realize that. Well, I always say to people, you wouldn't build a house on a weak foundation. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. Like you don't like. I want some fucking powered legs. My dad said to me the other day, he's like, think about the wild. The most strongest and fastest animals have the skinniest legs. I was like, wow, you're right. Mm. Isn't that interesting? He's never seen me in the wild. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that sounds like. (laughs) I'm an animal. I've always hated my legs because they're skinny, but I don't know. Your legs are skinny? Yeah, I have skinny legs. I wouldn't look at you and say that. Nah, I I wouldn't either. Yeah, my girlfriend loves them. She's like, your legs look like a. Like an Italian supercar. And I'm like, what the fuck? Thanks. Uh, what the That's hell? Nice. Yeah, she usually have the legs of Ferrari. I was like, I don't know what that means. Oh, so she loves you. Yeah, she does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's played a lot of soccer. So maybe that, like, she probably thinks I'm some kind of hot, like, soccer dude. But I'm not. But, you know, thanks. I maybe. That. You are in her eyes. You're Gilmar yeah. Super Legera. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I've been, like, squatting a lot and deadlifting a lot because I want to get my, my legs and my ass up because I have no ass. So, you know. Yeah. I feel like it's helping me with my balance. Like I'm, I was terrible at keeping my balance, but ever since I've been doing that, I think I've been focusing more on my strength in my legs, and now I can focus more when I try to do like one-legged, like deadlifts and shit like that. Like it's helping me a lot. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, because my girlfriend did a lot of yoga, so she can just all day just outbalance me. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Like I, I want to outbalance you one day. And you smack her. Yeah. Yeah. Give her a little. Put a, put your feminine's thing in the pocket and just masculine up. No, nah, no way. <laughs> nah, no way, dude. Um, yeah, I have like a weird relationship with my legs if we're getting into it. Mm. I used to be like, ah, oh, they're so big. Because like you've seen it. Like when I start working out hard with my legs, my pants don't fit anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm going to wear joggers every day. My wife's like, oh, can you wear jeans? I'm like, they don't fit anymore. Because <laughs> my waist is super small and then I get like these meat gussets. Yeah. It like, seems like it. you can put muscle on quick. Yeah. 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 I think I weighed, I mean, it's probably been over a month, but I put on 10 pounds over in less than a month. Like I weighed like 160 and then I was like, I'm going to get back into lifting because <laughs> I was like just doing other shit in the gym. And then like I weighed myself one day. I'm like, holy shit, I'm over 170. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a lie. And that's then I kept putting my, and I was like, boom, I'm 170. That's not squatting. You can't put on 10 pounds <laughs> in one. That's cheesesteaks. Cheese <laughs> no, I, I was cheesesteaks at 160 oh. and looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally like Friday night on the way to Kawaii Tori. I changed my shirt and I looked in the mirror and I was like, 
something's happening here. <laughs> and I said to my wife, and she's like, yeah, well, the other day, I, like, that's why I asked. I approached it sensitively. I don't think you understood what I was saying. <laughs> and I was like, she literally came to me with like a, maybe a week before, and she's like, do you think the workout program you're doing is working? And I was like, yes. And then I like looked in the mirror, and I was like, mm, <laughs> this is not working. And I just wasn't doing it like thoroughly enough. I wasn't doing like the whole thing. I would just kind of like fuck off at the gym. Yeah. Be like people were texting me. Mm. And then I just took it super serious. And I'm like, you go beefy. Yeah, you did, dude. It but happened. Do you think it was because she said that to you? Then you like put your time in? No, because when she said that to me, I completely was like, it's working. And <laughs> then the following Friday, I was like looking at myself. I was like sideways like. What is this? <laughs> what is happening? I felt like Tim Allen and Santa Claus. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> a good movie. I was like, damn it. It's hilarious. And I was like super angry with myself. And I just like cleaned up the diet mm. and then started hard on the supplements. Yeah. Not the Mexican supplements. No. So it wasn't fake. Ted, American Ted. made suppies. American made suppies. Oh, yeah. Dude. All protein. So when you did like you were talking about like your team, uh-huh. do you have any aliens on your team? Is this like Space Jam? Yes, I believe I do, yes. Yeah, how, like, what do you believe, like, are we talking like ET-like aliens, or do you believe in like multi-dimensional, you know, beings that like exist amongst us, but they're just kind of like in a different level? So like, I guess like, are these aliens from other planets, or are these aliens that like previously inhabited Earth that kind of like, you know, evolved past it, like... What do you think that all is? I believe all of that exists. Okay. You know, and it just depends on what type of species you're talking about. Mm. But I believe it is all a yes. Okay. Does that make sense? No, yeah, it makes complete sense because I'm like, there's not a lot of people that can like indulge me in these types of conversations because like I've gone down like the Anunnaki train Mm -hmm. and like I've asked questions like, like when you start going on these journeys, you're like, there has to be more to all of this than just like there was a bang and then, you know, a few million later there were people and then we evolved like with like the archeological finds and different, you know, ancient architecture and technologies. Like it makes more sense to me that there was an intelligent being that we interacted with at some point to kind of like help us along on this journey. And then it also makes a lot of sense to me that like, for instance, everybody's like, well, if that was the case, you know, where's all the records? And I'm like, well, what if we had a solar flare right now? Where would all of our records be? They they would just like ruin every computer on earth. So like, what if like previously on earth, either humans or a different life form evolved and then just like everything they had like the tech like the technology they had is like gone now and like you have things like the amazon like the amazon doesn't like the amazon rainforest is not naturally a rainforest like the amazon grew into what it is because of like man-made irrigation channels that were left behind and forgotten Mm -hmm. and then the forest grew around all of that so without that, like, man or whatever influence mm-hmm. to create all of that, 
like for the water to travel to those areas, like that massive forest would have never grown. So I'm like, what if there was something there, some sort of like sophisticated civilization that like either died from disease or just left the planet or something happened, whatever happened to them. And then the earth took back that area. And like now they're finding like all kinds of like structures in the Amazon that have forgotten because you can't see it with satellites and different things like that. So I'm like, dude, something else was here either before us or came here. Have you ever heard of Atlantis? Yeah. So like the Lemurian beings were on Atlantis and it's been said that all of their information and their technology is now in Lemurian crystals. And so the crystals have these like barcodes. They're like little ridges. And it's said that when you go on meditation and you rub your thumbs on it, you'll be able to pick up on the energy and the information in them. So I totally believe in that. I think that there's uh, our earth holds so much information inside it in inner earth. I think there there's colonies in inner earth of beings in there right now that create a whole ecosystem off of sound. So they create their own sunlight. They create their own plants and gardens and off of sound and, and vibration. Now we're getting into the weeds. Yeah, in I like earth. this. I could go for hours talking about this. Part two. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love this stuff. So, yeah. like, inner earth, like, why would they have to go into the inner earth? I think that they were in inner earth way before we were on the outside of earth. So it's kind of like the, like, what is, what civilizations are living in inner earth? Are they, like, humanoids? Are they, like, a different type of things that like hybrids and humanoids yeah Yeah. and and there's um all different kinds i mean like if you were to like the normal grays will go to inner inner earth sometimes like there's light beings that go there i think that there's i mean like i can't even tell you how many different species there are of aliens out there like because even in, so, like, I described the ocean thing, right, with spirit guides. It's kind of like the same thing. Like, if you think of aliens, how many different creatures are in the ocean? That's the same way of aliens, but that's just in this dimension. Okay, so now we have so many other dimensions on top of that. In each dimension, there's different types of things that can live in that vibrational dimension. So... They're multidimensional, so that means that they can leave one of their dimensions and come into 3D and then go back up into their 12th dimension if they want to. So, uh, so many different beings come here to see what's going on with Earth. How are we screwing it up? How are we healing it? What are our emotions doing with it? Are we planting the right um, seeds? And, you know, they'll come and they'll teach us, they'll learn off of us, they'll They'll drop, you know, codes, light codes and healing codes for us. Because if we sit there and we do better as a planet, they do better as a species because it's a ripple effect. So, like, if you were to heal yourself, then you would, you know, help your wife. Then you would help your family and then your friends and your community. So it's a ripple effect with everything. So they want us, they see that we're in the third dimension. They see that we're not doing that great. And so they just want to come here and visit us and like try to get the multiverse to get better. And then there's polarity. So that means that there's also different type of energies out there too that don't want us to succeed. Mm. You know? So there's aliens that I believe are malevolent and benevolent. 
So are they really aliens then if they're like from here? Or are they just alien to us? The, um. Oh, I see. Like being born in inner earth or whatever. Yeah. Like is that? I mean, I think that they're alien to us, but they are multidimensional. We are multidimensional as well, but I think that they have way more access to other information and technology that we don't. Is that because, like, do you think that's because they've, like, evolved past what our existence is? Or do you think that's just, like, there's always been this, like, separation of, like, inner earth and third dimension? Um, I'm not sure. Mm. I'm not sure. I mean, I think that there's a, a separation, but I think at the same time there isn't. I, You know, we are all... Every one of us, every being from every multiverse, we are all connected through the cosmic web. So the cosmic web is basically, um, if you think of like this huge spider web, and you think of every, you know, one of those strands, like goes into my heart, into your heart, into his heart, and everywhere. So, and it all is filaments, and it's... um, So you're talking about like quantum... Yeah, quantum physics, and and so your energy feeds into the cosmic web. Mine does too, and that's how I'm able to energetically pick up on you and you and you and all that. So, even though they're multidimensional and maybe from you know a different density or from inner Earth, they're still we're still connected. We're not separate. So that's how they're able to talk to us telepathically. Mm. You know. Do you know anything about quantum? Not much. No. It gets. Crazy. Yeah, it's wild stuff. Yeah. It's like you're essentially made up of like the same things that I am. Oh, in that sense, yes. I'm sorry. So yeah, like yeah, yeah. my things should be able to communicate to your things. Mm-hmm. Once yeah. I learned all that stuff, I'm like, damn, I went to school for the wrong stuff. Yeah, we're all mm-hmm. just made of the same shit. So, so we're so connected to the earth and shit. So then like what happens like when we're drilling for oil or things like that? Like can we reach inner earth? Like it theoretically like would there be a way for us to like drill a hole and like hop down at like mario or luigi and just kind of like <laughs> pop up into this different area or like um i'm i'm not about i th- i'm not sure about inner earth if you could go down into that but i think that you could like if on mount shasta there's definitely doors with portals and or like different ways that you could take an elevator down into the you know, Mount Shasta, what goes on in there. Like, there's so many, Antarctica, there's so many places on our planet where other civilizations live that we're not fully aware of. Yeah, because isn't, like, Antarctica, isn't, like, forbidden to go there? because there's so much stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever heard that? Like, if you need to, if you want a permit to go visit, you need to get, like, a permit. To yeah. go to Antarctica. I think there's a certain part of Antarctica you can't fly over or something like that. I think yeah, it's I'm restricted. Like, this, is, this is why we need to get all of the money mm-hmm. and just fly down there without permits. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of flat earth theories where people are like, oh yeah, because that's the Arctic wall. Like that's where the earth stops or some fucking crazy shit. And I'm like, okay, cool. The, the earth isn't flat, is it? What do you think? You tell me. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. either. No. <laughs> there's no way. Yeah. I but I would love so. to see Antarctica just get down there and just dig yeah. around a little bit. I mean, and there's oceans underneath the oceans, you know. Like, oh, yeah. You know, it's pretty wild. I mean, our, our planet is so rad. But 
Um, yeah, so, I mean, like, I, I think that aliens have been working with us for centuries. Since the beginning. Like, do you subscribe to, like, mushroom theory where, like, humans discovered mushrooms and, like, that developed our brains into, like, the sophisticated things now that we have? I wouldn't say it's just from mushrooms. Mm. Interesting. I don't know too much about that. Yeah, the whole idea is that, like, um, and it's, like, written about in the Bible, like, different things that, like, were hallucinating, like, we used hallucinogenics to kind of, like, open our perception of like reality and like what was going on around us whereas like before we like whatever i don't think they were uh homies homo sapiens at that time i think it was like a different humanoid that we evolved from that they ate the mushrooms and like over you know millions of years or however long like those hallucinogenic experiences allowed them to kind of like develop their perception of like what is self what is like reality what is around me before they were just kind of like animals that were just like not you know like dogs for instance like they don't perhaps I think dogs are pretty deep but people you know they only you know associate like I'm gonna eat I'm gonna go outside I'm gonna do this like they're not thinking like my dog's not thinking about like you know what goals he has it's like instinct yeah yeah I mean, it kind of makes sense, but I wouldn't think it was just from that. I think it's kind of like the hundredth monkey type situation, you know. What do you think about, like, aquatic ape theory? Do you know about that? A little bit. Where it's just, like, mermaids and things like that. Like, do you believe in mermaids? I do. Yeah. I mean, uh, it makes sense. When you get into the science of it, I know it sounds crazy. Yeah. But, like, if you get into the science that, like, the aquatic ape theory that, like, if we evolved on land to be, you know, hyper-performative here, that, like, why couldn't we also become evolved to, like, adapt into water Mm -hmm. and, like, mermaids? So mermaids are definitely part of people's spirit teams and spirit guides. Mm. And um, same with animals, you know, same with elves and fairies, and I've seen it all. Like, if you think that you have a guardian angel... I, you know, believe everyone's born with a guardian angel, just like a spirit guide. Why are people having a hard time believing that a a gnome or a fairy exists? Mm. You know, and they're called elemental guides, and I've worked with them so much. Mm. You know, so, d- so do you believe in a god then, or, or are you just? Mm. I do. Mm-hmm. I was raised Catholic, and then I went to, like, a non-denominational uh, Christian church for a little while. Um, yeah, I believe that there's a higher power. I believe, but I don't believe he's separate from us. I believe that there's there's the energy of him within all of us as well. Um, so, like, if something's wrong, like, I don't... Some people only pray to God when their back is up against the wall. Mm -hmm. And to me, every day, I say what I'm grateful for to God. And then... To God specifically or to, like, the higher power? To the higher power. Like, is your God, like, the biblical God? or It's a higher power. Yeah. Yeah, it's a higher power. It's universal. And 
then I believe that our spirit guides were, you know, how we're saying that you're born with one to two and then until you die. I believe that they were assigned to you for a reason. So it's like, then I'll go to him for like my person or my spirit team for my personal stuff that I want help with because they're assigned to me. So I'm going to use them, you know, but to God, I, I, a lot of times I just like say thank you and I'm grateful, you know, and sometimes if my back's up against the wall, I'll go to him, you know. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about like this? Um, I forget what company it is, but there's like the particle accelerator that's in Switzerland mm-hmm. that just started back up. Yeah. Like, what do you think about like us messing around with like s- trying to create like new subatomic particles and things like that? I think it's dumb. It's a bad idea. It's like Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why things like Stranger Things exist. Did you guys watch that? Oh yeah, of course. Of course. So it's like. I think it I I think it's I think that if they're going to do that they should open up their business model for many different types of scientists or different types of thinking to be on board. Mm. Uh people who can read energy. Like you know, I think it's dumb. Do you know anything about the particle reactor? Mm. I think it's I'm trying to find s- a god particle. S- uh, I forget what it is, but if you look up like Particle acceleration. CERN. Yeah. C-E-R-N. It's in Switzerland. Yeah, so this thing is, like, they fired, they had it shut down for a while, and they fired it back up, like, two weeks ago or something like that, and in the first week, they discovered, like, 15 new subatomic particles. Yeah. They're basically trying to look for, like, multi-dimensional, like, it's just kind of crazy things, and the more and more I learned about, like, I, you know, I went down kind of a rabbit hole, but the more I learned about what they're doing and I'm like, how is this being, how is no one being like, yeah, something could go wrong here. (laughs) Yeah. It's just crazy. It's like, what if you, like, what if you tore a hole in like space time? Like it's like just messing around with that level of energy that we have no idea about that we like arrogantly think we know about. It's kind of like, ah, it's kind of scary. Um, just, fin- just finished watching Stranger Things. So this, how could, how possibly wrong could this go? Right, and it's kind of like um, we as a collective feel that energy. Yeah, you know, and it's like, come on, like, well, it's just like, just dumb. and I'm not, I'm not saying like, I just don't know, but they fired this thing back up, and then like all of a sudden it's like not raining anymore. Or, like, all this other chaotic things start happening. It's, like, I don't know if you can, like, attribute that to CERN and the particle accelerator. But it kind of... Kind of makes sense. It kind of just, like, the this thing I was reading was, like, correlating... <coughs> sorry, Corona. Um, it was just, like, correlating all of these other things that started happening or happened since they fired this up and, like, how it could have happened... And I was like, mm, I hope this isn't true. Hmm. It's like one of those things where it's like you just, you're like, if I hope this isn't true. So that being said, how do you feel about CRISPR and, you know, the, the uh, gene like editing, the, the gene editing they're doing? Do you know much about that? Um, no. So but there's a, uh, a software, okay, I guess it's, it's like a, a soft- technology, yeah, technology called CRISPR in Asia where they're literally like, figuring out ways to like if you want different color if you want your baby to have different color eyes 
or different like genetic they're basically genetic splicing mm-hmm. at like pre-birth so they're like inseminating and like modifying that dna pre-insemination so that like you give birth to like gene specific things. i did hear about this i think I and don't they're having like success it. with it yeah i don't like it i it think there's something that's gonna go wrong <laughs> like it's just i've seen it, this sci-fi movie you know <laughs> yeah it's just it's like a black mirror episode kind of is yeah i think the goal with that is to have res- like the uh not recessive, but the the genes that would say like a diabetic gene or something to remove that and remove diseases from, you know. Yeah, but it's like funded with military dollars. Yeah, no, yeah. So it's super soldiers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. It's not like, it's like we're going to fix all this other stuff, but we're also going to make super soldiers. Mm. And then yeah. we've got like a bunch of Chinese super soldiers on our beaches and, <laughs> and we're, we're arguing over like Roe v. Wade here. It's like, oh, fuck, we're not going to win this. They're running a thousand miles an hour. You're like, what the fuck? Like, oh, <laughs> damn it. It's fucking Transformers. I'm going to be down in the fucking next level. I'm going to dig a hole to fucking the other beings yeah right we go live down there <laughs> aliens the other come, beings. <laughs> yeah aliens gonna come down us again bro yeah i don't i don't know what this if there's like animal i don't know what to call them so i'm just going with the other beings for now the other beings yeah that yeah. works we're gonna start digging tomorrow actually yeah i wonder how deep down they are <laughs> i'll come with my shovel <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm ready that'd be crazy but i mean i think we would um be more effective if we just look up and we set intentions. Mm. <laughs> okay. I think we'll All see right. that way, see, this way is what, easier. Yeah. This is what having a spirit guide or a spirit guide person with a spirit guide can direct us in the right. Yeah. That's yeah. why I brought you in to tell us like, are we looking down? Or are we looking up? Where are we looking? I mean, I think it would be easier to look up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Unless you have like a, the best shovel in the world. <laughs> yeah. You know, my masculine brain says I do. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your wheels turning. <laughs> I was like, what kind of shovels can I get my hands on? <laughs> yeah. Um, damn, this has been awesome. Yeah, well, we've been on, fun. been on for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, where can like where can people find you, or like how do people get in touch with you? Um, is Instagram the best? Yeah, Spiro on Instagram. Is the best S P I R O Spiro dot I dot breathe. Yeah, that's on Instagram. And people can like hire you through here. Or? Yeah, just go on the link tree. You'll find. So I have a membership site, and then I have energetic energetic upgrades, which are psychic and mediumship readings and chakra healings, life coaching. And do you like come to people for that, or they come to you, or they come to me? Okay. Um, we do. Everything usually on Zoom. Mm. Um, just because my schedule is nuts with, you know, You're the businesses really and my kids. And I, I, I tend to get busy. I yeah. tend to get pretty busy. It oh, depends awesome. on um, the time of year as well. Okay. But when we were heavy in COVID for about two years straight, I was booked out about six, seven weeks in advance all the time. Damn. Damn. Yeah. That's it was. Awesome. And, well, I think a lot of people were scared, mm-hmm. you know. It's very... I th- I think that's very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think people so. are still kind of scared, but they're dealing with it. Yeah. I think that we're getting like, yeah, numb in a way. Not mm. really, not really, but kind of like, here we go again. We're just going to get hit with a bunch of stuff. A bunch of stuff is coming up. Yeah. So just heavy hitters. Damn, dude, we got a particle accelerator. A <laughs> bunch of stuff's coming up. Christopher, 
Get the guns. I think we have a good two to four more years of like heavy hitters coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Anything we should be looking out for? Or got to come to you? <laughs> As a collective, I think that um, we should all be looking at the sacral chakra more, which is all about sexuality and relationships and your passion and creativity and health. So that's all in the sacral chakra. And I think that there's a lot of stuff that needs to come to, to the surface that's like wounded masculine sexual energy, um, like sex trafficking and, you know, that kind of stuff. Like that has to come to the surface because that's like the number one thing that's like fueling so much that we don't know about. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Let's get the guns. <laughs> Let's get the guns. <laughs> we'll put the shovels down. <laughs> yeah. Side quest. Yeah, we shooting up, not down, boy. Um, or sideways. Oh. Or sideways. Yeah. 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 Um, that's awesome. Or that's not awesome, but you're awesome. Yeah, you're awesome. And this Thanks was like this was definitely guys. this was definitely. I don't want to offend anybody else, <laughs> but who knows who's listening at the, this deep into the podcast? But this was definitely top top three. Yeah. Oh podcasts. wow. Yeah, I agree. That's a bad because the podcast <laughs> is completely selfish. And it's like, <laughs> if me and Gilmar have a good time, then we just think that, you know, everybody else, if they matter, will have a good time. Yeah. Um, And I, I'm just very, like, we're not done here. Yeah, no. And we definitely have to have, like... I'll come back and play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah um, this was... A, I'm very glad we met you. Same. I feel good about this episode. Yeah. Thank same. you. Hit the subscribe button. We got into the weeds. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Spirio... Spiro. Spiro. Oh yeah. It's it's Latin for I breathe. Oh, oh. layers. Yeah, we have uh, on our family shield. It's um, while I breathe, I hope. Dumb Spiro Sparrow in Latin. So my dad had it on a tattooed on his arm when he went into the military in mm. case he lost his dog tags. Mm. So my sister and I got that on us when we turned eighteen, nineteen. I forget. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So what I always wanted to name my business Spiro because you have to breathe through every situation. You have to breathe to live. Right. You know? Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Dude, thank you so much for coming on. Yay, thanks, And guys. then, Gilmar, do you have anything to say? I feel like I'm, I got to go recharge. No, I mean. Did I drain your energy? No, I just like, now I just like want to go down and start Googling I, things. Yeah, <laughs> I feel really chill. <laughs> yeah, I feel good. Yeah, this I was good. good. Yeah, this is nice. Um. So hit the subscribe button and follow us on the stuff. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back next week yeah. with Thanks, Mikey. Thanks, guys.